Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Joining me once again, Richie Schneider. Richie, we have our fourth commitment, who used to be our first commitment, whose <laughs> second commitment to Rutgers is happening right now, uh, or has happened. Sorry, um, it is offensive lineman slash defensive lineman, Jasir Pat Peterson, depending on when we recruited him. Uh, just tell us, you know, how this came back together and why Rutgers decided to change where they're recruiting him at. Yeah, this this is kind of wild because you most of the time when a kid decommits it's kind of like all right see you later we'll never talk to you again you don't have to worry about it anymore and yeah, then from Udez. yeah from you guys um ignosin i know that one stings a little bit um but no this this is a it's a solid get for ruckers it's a top 10 kid in state um so he decommitted back in mid-january early january he was committed for a year. He was pretty solidified with Rutgers. Actually, Rutgers was his only offer at the time. I think since then he's added like nine, 10 offers, um, mostly power five schools too. Um, yeah. So uh, he basically told the staff, he's like, Hey, I want to take a couple more visits. Did it the right way. Didn't sneak around like a certain person like Jojo Bermudez, who was going down to Georgia, <laughs> going to Penn state, going here, going yep. there, trying to get offers. He, he straight up told them like, Hey, I'm going to take a couple visits. I'm not hundred percent sure. Staff was cool with it. Staff has a good relationship with the Union City staff over there. And um, they kind of said, all right, but we're still going to recruit you. We still want you. Um, end of the day, now he's a defensive lineman for Rutgers. Uh, obviously, based on the size, I would project him as a tackle. I think he plays DN currently for Union City. Uh, he doesn't play a ton of defensive linemen for them, but he's been working out with Coach Leroy Thompson, who's like one of the top D-line trainers in, in the area. He's worked with Taiwan Malone. He's working with Sadir Mitchell right now, DJ Samuels. Uh, the, the list is very long that of guys he works with. But, uh, yeah, so Rutgers kept recruiting. He was on campus again today for – I want to look at his profile net right now. It's kind of crazy to look at. There's one, two, three, three visits in the past three months. <laughs> so it's like clearly you're interested. Add that in with yep. – so three in the past three months. And then since his commitment in January 2021, he's been on campus one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, not nine times. So it's like I, there's only so much that's different when you go there yep. for a second time. So usually when we see a kid kind of like go there for a second time within a short period, it's like, all right, this kid's going to commit. But then you see nine visits. like, holy shit, like he, he might actually come back. Like, and here Yeah, we and, and I mean, this is a kid who committed more than two years, two full years before he was supposed to sign anyway. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's he probably committed a little before he should have, um, before he was ready. And I don't think he'd been to any other schools other than Rutgers when he actually committed. Yeah, like nobody, who, you know, no fans really knew who he was when he committed. And I even think that there was a little probably the staff was probably taken aback when he did want to commit that early uh, because we were also probably focusing more of our efforts on his teammate, Nelson Manegro, who yeah. was a 22 kid and he hadn't even committed yet at yeah, that point. And so uh, this is a, a really mature process from just here. And I'm sure he caught a lot of shit from Rutgers fans given that he did decommit, but the fact that he did tell them I'm going to decommit, I want to take some visits. I want to make sure I'm hundred percent. And then he did take his visits and then he came back to Rutgers a few more times and it worked out for us in the end. And 
That's kind of why I'm sure there's certain coaches across the country who would freak out and burn a bridge there, but Shiano yeah. is definitely not that person. No, no, definitely not. Um, like, like I said before, he has a really good relationship with this Union City uh, high school staff over there. Um, they're always producing guys. Uh, interestingly enough, I'm looking back at it now, we, we did post an article back in June 2021. Uh, he, that was his first visit to Rutgers in June 2021. And, it, and it's kind of crazy because this kid committed in January. Committed six months earlier, yeah. Yeah, so it's like kind of insane just to commit to a school like that. I don't, personally, I don't know if I would have took him like that quickly, but it's hard to turn down a kid of his caliber. It's a top yeah. 10 jersey kid. You can't just be like, hey, whoa, 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 hold on. The fact yep. that he didn't visit until June was a little weird too, but regardless, um, he's been on well, campus. That was a COVID like, year. That's, that's that, not really... uh, true. I forgot about that yeah. actually. Um, so that, okay. That plays a factor. Um, but yeah, in general, I mean, the kid's been to campus nine, 10 times now. Uh, it's a huge get. He's, um, he's he also added a bunch of offers. I think he's got what now? Like I just said before, 10 offers. Pitt went after him pretty hard. He was just there a week ago. Uh, Boston college. He was there two weeks ago. Illinois offered. They're always trying to get back in Jersey somehow. Uh, Nebraska, Syracuse, Temple, um, Penn State was showing interest at one point too. Uh, yeah, West Virginia he did was visit very. There, right? What'd you say? Didn't he visit there? Or yeah, he visited was... there back in mid January. So I okay. mean, yeah, they they checked him out. They were very close to offering too. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's it's a it's a big win for Rutgers to get him back on board. Now here's the hard part: you got to keep him on board. Um, yeah. I think. Ideally, he's solidified. He's got a teammate there in Nelson Monegro. Um, they're recruit. They're starting to recruit one of his younger teammates that was on campus too. And I want to say Anthony Edwards, but I know that's wrong. Um, it's Anthony something. I can't remember his name, but he's a 2024 offensive lineman who has Temple, Ole Miss, and someone else. I forget who the other one is, but regardless, um, yeah, this is a big win for Rutgers. You get a top ten kid and uh two top 10 kids now with uh, John Stone on board and both linemen. And that's where, that's where you kind of want to build it right in the trenches. Yeah, for sure. Um, kind of a kid that I wasn't totally sure would ever uh, end up back at Rutgers, um, just given how decommits tended to go, but very, a, a welcome addition for sure. Given it seems like we're not going to land many of the top guys in New Jersey this year. Um, what does this mean for the rest of the class moving forward? Um, I don't know if it's supposed to be a small class, big class, how many defensive linemen, offensive linemen plan to take. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's going to be like a normal size class. Um, I, I, when I say normal size, I know after talking to a couple of coaches, it's, there's no such thing as like a normal 25 person class anymore because mm -hmm. of the transfer portal being the way it is. You have to save at least, I mean, look at Rutgers just off season when they had like seven, eight, nine, even transfer yeah. portal guys. Um, I think more or less it's going to be a typical 18 to 20 person class then you're always going to have transfers out now with the new rule i don't know if it's permanent or not where you get three transfers don't count towards that 25 limit mm -hmm. um i i think it does hurt high school recruiting a little bit but oh, for sure at, at the end of the day like if i'm a college coach i'm doing whatever i need to do to get my program better so yeah i don't want to say it's going to be a big class but it's going to be a quote-unquote normal type thing if you want to call it that so i'll say 18 to 20 probably high school kids there's always going to be a late flyer, like a Fitzroy Legister who just pops out out of nowhere. Um, yep. But yeah, I, I'd say 18 to 20 is probably a good guess right now. Yeah, it sounds about right. I do feel bad for those kids who typically would get an offer yeah. you know, late well, in the class, 
Yeah. And they had a few spots, but those are all going to transfers now. Yeah. I mean, now they go to Sacred Heart and we'll see them in four years at Rutgers. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was listening to a podcast recently about how, you know, these guys who enter the transfer portal, they have these like big aspirations. They think these oh. big schools are going to go to and like recruit them. And so the first few schools that contact them are typically like group of fives and mm-hmm. they kind of like spur them. They were specifically talking about that guy, Chris Mull, the UAB linebacker. Yes. Yeah. And so he thought he was going to get these big offers. And so he's waiting out, waiting out, waiting out. And, you know, spring's starting and he doesn't have school. He was a pretty good player, but yeah, now he's just like training at home, hoping that spot opens up for him somewhere. He doesn't even really care anymore. So uh, shout out Rutgers. He's a linebacker and he was pretty good last year. Maybe check go. him out again. Yeah. Um, I mean, um, it's, it's definitely interesting. Um, I think after spring, you're going to see another wave of portal guys enter. Um, yep. I think after spring and after the season is going to be the main thing now. It'll be sprinkled in within with throughout the year too, because uh, obviously like mid season there's some quarterback that's disgruntled down in I don't know maybe Ohio State and he's like oh fuck it I'm going to Texas. Weird. Yeah, I don't know who that guy would be, but like uh, I don't yeah, know. who are you talking about? <laughs> heard of him? Yeah. So I mean, uh, you'll see mid season stuff, but transfer portal is it's here to stay. It seems like, and they they don't really care about putting rules on. It. It's just like all hell. Or no, all. it's it's a bit of a you know genie's out of the bottle at this point how are you supposed to actually like do yeah, much about there, there's really no way to control it so it's it, it's tough but we'll see what happens uh so that's kind of all we got on this one guys richie is there anything else you wanted to, to bring up or talk about before we sign off um no i guess um we we kind of hit on uh all the basketball stuff like uh, in our big pod that we released the other day but uh, it does sound like Brandon Knight's a pretty serious candidate for St. Peter's. Um, so one person's telling me he is. One person's telling me it's their assistant associate head coach Wheeling's job. We'll see. It sounds like it's down to them too. And then LaSalle, it sounds like LaSalle's going to gonna hire Carl Hobbs. So either way, it sounds like uh, my hot board that's been waiting for some time is going to get some use finally. Yeah, a name that kind of was kicked around the last couple times that Rutgers had a staff opening was uh, Brett McConnell. Yeah. Or is it Brent, Brent or Brett uh, McConnell? Brett, I think it's Brett. Brett McConnell from uh, – he's the Princeton assistant. I think he's associate head coach. He was a Rutgers alum. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just fits too perfectly not to happen, I feel like. And yeah. Princeton's got a, a few really interesting transfers that are on the market right now, including what seems to be our number one target, Ethan Wright. So yeah. got to figure that helps a lot if we're able to lock him up if, if one of the coaches leave. That's like three ifs deep at that point, but <laughs> um, – I don't know. It seems like a a no-brainer. I mean, his dad's chief of staff at Rutgers football for Shiano. He was a Rutgers grad. Like, it makes too much sense not to, not to get him on board. Um, There is mutual interest if it was to open up. From what I heard, Uh, we reported this last time around too when there was an opening. Um, When I guess it wasn't the Hain opening. When was the last opening? Probably when Jay Young left. I guess back in like 2019 or 2018, whenever it was. Um, But yeah, he's definitely interested in the job. He's one I look after. Danielle Marshall is a sneaky one, too. I would, I would keep an eye on because uh, it makes a lot of sense. A big man, NBA guy, played for Pike. Um, I think he won a ring in the NBA, but I, if not, I mean, he was a top four pick. So, I mean, you kind of just sell that on its own. He, he played for like 15 years in the NBA. He probably made like close to $100 million. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so that's why it's like people are going to be like, why would a G League assistant coach leave um, to go to college? And it's like, all right, well, bet number one, his old head coach. Number two, um, he wants to get back into college and head coaching. If he wants to do that, where else to go? I mean, Pike's kind of funneling these guys, the head coaching jobs, it seems like G 
Jay Young, Brandon Knight, maybe Carl yep. Hobbs potentially. Um, and he's a northeastern guy. He's from he was from Reading, Pennsylvania. He went to UConn. Coached yeah. at Central Connecticut. I think yeah, he's coaching. Wasn't that good there? But he wasn't. But he's got the experience. Um, but he's. I think he's coaching in Greensboro for like the Greensboro Swarm now as an assistant in the G League. Yeah. So, so I mean, like the, the guy has money. I think he's just doing it just because he wants to stick into coaching. And if you suck at yep. Central Connecticut State, I can't see many people hiring you. But top five pick, UConn, play up. Maybe you get Ray Allen to come to practice or something one time. He's buddy-buddy, and you go from there. Rip Hamilton, I don't know. I'm just throwing out names at this point. I could, yeah, I could see it. Um, all right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, this has been another Instant Reaction to the Night, Night Report podcast. Signing off. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.